Take a trip on the canal if you want to have fun. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Acting Inspired with me, Lewis Goody. I've just realised that this podcast was Acting Inspired. No, I mean, I was just, oh god, I'm starting already, starting with a downer. I was going to say I haven't been that inspiring, but maybe I have. You never fucking know. I mean, it definitely hasn't been as inspiring as it was last month. I can tell that from my downloads, so I need to spice it up. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm in a constant state of I don't know, but you know, I think that's okay. I'm working things out. I feel good. I feel good, ladies and gents. Um, tomorrow is the opening night of Hidden the Play. Hashtag Hidden the Play on Twitter. Did a hashtag is always? What was the use of a hashtag before Twitter and shit like that? Was it? Is it? Is that what hashtag was for? I'm gonna look that up. Like, did you just put it at the beginning of a word that you wanted people to? I, I don't understand what was the what's the origin of a hashtag. Let's have a look. Origin of. I'll get back to the play in a minute, which I am excited about. Tomorrow's the opening night. See, hashtags... Oh, I spelled origin wrong. <laughs> hashtags are used on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. The simple the symbol goes in front of a word or words to group that tweet or post with other tweets or posts about the same topic. It all started back on August 23rd, 2007 with a tweet by San Francisco techie, former Google developer, Chris Messina. Okay, Fine. Pound sign. Okay. Let's have a look. Hashtag is a type or label of metadata tag used on social network and microblogging services, which makes it easier for users to find messages with it here. Users create and use hashtags by placing the hash character. I like that. Also known as the number sign or pound sign. Pound sign. In front of a word or unspaced phrase either in the main text of a message or at the end. Searching for that hashtag will yield each message that has been tagged with it. Hashtag archive is... So, origin and use. Okay, the pound sign. Wow, I did not know that. Or hashtag symbol, hash symbol, is often used in information technology to highlight a special meaning. It should be noted that the words pound sign in the UK refer specifically to currency. Pound. And then there's a pound sign. So... What? Extended ASCII character 156 and not weight. In 1970, for example, the number... Sorry, this is really boring, but number sign was used to denote immediate address mode in the assembly language of the PDP. I don't know what any of this means. the, The number sign was used to denote immediate address mode in the assembly language of the PDP-11 when placed next to a symbol or number. That just won't work in my head. I don't know what that means. 1978, Brian Kernighan and Dennis Ritchie used hash in the C programming language for special keywords that had to be processed first by the C preprocessor since FIS, does that, is that short for something? Since FIS before this invention of the hashtag, the pound sign has been called the hash symbol in some countries outside of North America. I guess, so how would you feel about using... Here's a, a uh, oh, I think this was the birth of the, the hashtag, was a tweet that said, how do you feel about using hash, brackets, pound, for groups, as in hashtag bar camp. 
Messina's suggestion to use the hashtag was not adopted by Twitter, but the practice took off after hashtags were widely used in tweets relating to the 2007 San Diego forest fires in Southern California. Anyway, sorry, I had to work that out, and I thought maybe you might be wondering what that meant as well before, because, like, that's what it is now, right? Hashtag. Um, anyway, so hashtag, hashtag hidden the play on Twitter will show you tweets about my play and there's been a shitload of them recently um there's some like behind the scenes pictures rehearsal photos one of me looking less than able and a couple of photos of photos being taken but it all looks good it's all very exciting there's a buzz around it's weird i've never done a play where the rehearsals have i mean it's like you know it's a full play and we had two and a half weeks to rehearse we were both off book from day one so that helped obviously we weren't you know we, we didn't have a script in our hand for pretty much the whole thing we had we had had a new scene added at the end so that was the only time but we qu- quickly learned that as well and yeah and we've just been sort of running and working over these scenes and and the the transitions between scenes it spans a long time in these two people's lives and um so you you need to know and obviously we we jump time as you would hope, otherwise we'd be sat there for 10 years. And it's it's hard to, to sometimes remember the date that you're jumping to, or which is weird because it's just another line of, it's just another line. It's a line that comes after this line. But for some reason, when it's a date, you get confused about things. But yeah, we, we had two and a half weeks, basically. Um, we finished our tech and had two dress rehearsals yesterday. That was on, which yesterday for me now is was Monday. Um, and... It was good. The tech flew by. The design, the the set design is brilliant. The lighting is brilliant. The sound is brilliant. It for the first time ever. I think because we're such a small team, and everyone is great and lovely. It's it you real you you really. I mean, well, maybe I was just more ignorant before, but you really notice the art within the other departments. Um, and this, I'm worried now that this is making me sound. Like, I didn't appreciate this before. Obviously, you do appreciate it, but this, I've seen it now firsthand because we're we're present all the time because we're on stage the whole time. So we've seen the journey of the lighting guy, uh, the, sorry, lighting girl, rather, um, lady, woman, the journey of the sound dude, the director, the producer, even with what she's doing in marketing. Um, the writer has been in with us. Uh, we've got the stage manager there. We've got the designer in with us who's doing the costume as well. And it's all, everyone has their element to add to the story. And it was really interesting because uh, I, I found it really interesting. We did the second dress rehearsal. Or, uh, no, we did finish the tech and did the first dress rehearsal. And it was the first time we'd run the play since coming into a theatre space with the lighting and the design and, and the full set and the sound and everything all working together. And it's amazing. I, I, I just, I guess for the first time appreciate really appreciate that the i don't know it's easy to forget that there are other people involved in the story the lighting guy is not the girl sorry i just guy is i'm just using guy to say person the lighting woman zoe who is lovely um you know she's she has very specific ideas about how each lighting state is gonna help the scene and this all sounds so dumb now i'm saying it out loud but sometimes you just think of it when you're, you know, the actor stood there and they're, they're, they're 
putting the light up. You're, you're not hearing the conversations, but this is an intimate show. It's an intimate company. So we're hearing all of the conversations and they're involved. And it's really beautiful and amazing to see and has given me this this new new or re re appreciation for for the storytelling that goes on with all the other elements um that are not just technical these people aren't just techies um which is you know i don't know a word i don't know where i first learned that word i guess doing youth theater the guys who wear all black are the techies and and yeah you don't necessarily appreciate that they're as telling the story as much as you are but what i found really interesting and that sounds so dumb and ignorant but i guess you just don't see it you you think you're telling you're saying the words you're being the people um but then and it, i noticed it when we were having some photos taken and uh the photographer we were having some like i don't know press photos i guess or or uh, like production photos and the photographer asked for us to sit on the set and the director said okay we'll do this scene and you just snap some photos or whatever and then the the uh zoe the lighting woman she she put the the lighting cue on for that particular scene and and the photographer said can we just turn the lights up on this bit here which i guess would have meant you know she she's just doing her job and she needed a bit more light or whatever and zoe the lighting designer said you know the the reason it's like that is because this this and gate and was like i don't know she she sort of explained the the precise reasons for the the selection of lighting and the way it was in that scene and why it had to be how it was and i was like holy shit it's like you know if she it's like when a photographer comes in and asks you to like on the last show i did we we did this photo shoot which was it was for as you like it this Shakespeare play and we did this uh, this scene where we were wearing clothes that had nothing to do with was nothing like what we wore in the fucking play and they put us into a situation that doesn't happen in the play like we played out scenes that don't happen and you're like and I remember thinking in that photo shoot this is not what we've been doing this is not what I've worked on this is not you know, this is we're not telling the story for the, for these photos, and that's what she was doing there. She was like, "This is my, this is this part of the story. So if you want to take photos of this part of the story, that's that's the picture that we've made for this part of the story. So take your photos." Um, there was no, uh, you know, upset or anything like that. It was just like, "Oh, this is why," and the photographer dealt with that or whatever, and it was all fine. And at least we were doing actual scenes from the fucking play. But yeah, and I was just like, holy shit. And then hearing the the sound designer, Max, talk about, you know, there's a particular song in the, in the play and it comes out, I don't know if I'm ruining anything, but it's used a couple of times. And, you know, it, he adjusted the song. Uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> Try not to... He adjusted the song to, to make it different, but it was the same song and it represents a, a shift in time, I guess, or or, well... I don't want to say too much. I don't want to give it away. Although you probably wouldn't get it. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, you know, he was asking, he was like, do you think this, this, okay, better example actually, um, is, was using a particular sound that represented a certain situation. And then Millie was doing a scene and that sound occurred again. And just in the technical rehearsal, he played it again just to see what, what how that worked. And then we had a discussion about it afterwards. And, and Millie was like, yeah, that sound helped in that situation because of the X, Y, Z. And he was like, yeah, that's great. And and he said the word, I mean, he was joking around a bit, but he, uh, you know, it's 
deadly, not deadly serious, but like, you know, made total sense. Who just said the word, you know, we're collaborating, we're, we're creating the story together. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is sick. I don't know. So basically it's just been really cool to be with like a, a small intimate team, which you don't always get, or I, I certainly haven't always had. Yeah. It's the first time I've done a, like a, a two-hander, you know, a play with less than, I don't know, eight people in it. And you really see everything and all, everyone's input is va- is completely, you know, is all valid and as important as anyone else's input. And it's just good to be reminded of that. So that's the end of that is, is I feel I was inspired. I was inspired in that situation to be reminded of and realise the art of everyone and not just be a self-absorbed fucking actor, which I don't think I am, but, you know... It's nice to be reminded that there's other shit going on um, that directly involves telling the story. So yeah, that was a really nice, nice thing. Oh yeah, and the other thing I was going to say was that it was brilliant because we we'd been rehearsing this play, and obviously we'd been seeing the lighting designer and the set designer and the and the uh, sound designer had been coming in to to talk to us occasionally and we'd been having these conversations but then when it all came together or, or just before it all came together on the last friday we did a run through and you know we've been working in a room with you know the sound coming from a, a laptop or you know a small speaker or whatever and and we've been you know having to to carry the story we had been having to carry the story by ourselves without the storytelling element of lighting and and total sound and set and all of that all of those different elements and so i guess it it made us really tell the story um which is great and you know in a room where you haven't got lighting and it's allowed you're you can hear all the street outside and you haven't got the sound isn't like complete and we haven't had the discussion about what the sounds are and you know all of this stuff and we haven't got the full set you know we we compensate for those missing elements i guess just by default being in the room on our own without those elements um but then when we came into the theater and we did the first dress run it was great and terrifying at the same time but basically at the end uh scott the director came to us and said I think we can afford with with the other elements being added in over the tech period we can now afford to to come down a notch which is a lot easier than having to go up a notch so it's really interesting and and Millie and myself I hope she wouldn't mind me saying we're both kind of like shit what oh god because I mean it's still it's easier than going up but going down as well is not the easiest thing in the world you're like shit am I Am I going too far? But then, you know, we're we're still in a theatre. We still have to be heard and we, we want to reduce it by 20, 30%. So the intensity and you need to be careful that you're not, you're still getting the message across. And, and anyway, we, we did um, the second run and we brought it down and, and we, by default, were listening to each other much more. You know, we've been doing it a lot. So I guess you get into a rhythm and it was nice to just stop and go, what are you saying? <laughs> which we should be doing the whole time of course but I speak for myself when I say in this situation that you know you sometimes you go you you fall into the rhythm of doing it again and again and again and which is the other nice thing about this tour is that we have big breaks in between so it'd be I I I'm, was a little scared about that at first but I think other than you know staying on top of remembering what the fuck is going on when we have those gaps is it, it creates this fresh element every time where it's like oh shit we got to discover this again so i'm kind of looking forward to that actually but yeah it's been it's been really interesting to to have it all tied together and then and yeah like i say bring it down a notch and find out that we were communicating much more clearly and we still managed to keep the you know keep it 
a theatrical performance because that's what it is um and all the sort of all the different elements just sort of fit together like a perfect jigsaw and it was really smooth and much more enjoyable you know we were going at it full pelt which is great and you need to do that but it was nice that it was great that scott i think scott the director is a a brilliant guy and he knows what the fuck is going on and he has a great eye and and knows how to he knows how to fucking direct oh jesus um and he that one note and it, and it just sort of was like the icing on the cake and and made everything fit together better and tomorrow is our first fucking show uh i think the majority of the people coming are uh, to our first show are like friends of fact i totally forgot my mum and dad are coming or my is my dad coming i don't know um but my my family are coming and loads of friends are coming on the first night and i know this, this is the same for millie and uh, for for everyone who's London based, I guess Oxford is the e- one of the easier venues to get to. So it's going to be a real blast. I'm excited. We've had the day off today to just kind of unwind and uh, and sort of relax before we go into it. And I can't wait to go down to Oxford tomorrow. So it's been sick. It's been pretty intense. Nothing really. Nothing much else has been going on this week for me. Just going into to work and coming back, telling this story getting into it watching lots of comedy to to wind down at the end of the night bit so yeah, that's the one thing i'm like oh this week i've just been so knackered i haven't been able to go and see any of the guys that i've been doing the stand-up stuff with perform this week um or any of the improv groups or whatever so i'm kind of bummed about that but i, I think what i'm going to do once i'm get into the run of this play is then start looking at doing chatting to a bunch of the comedians and the the comedy guys that i've been working with just to 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 get a different perspective and an inspiring an inspiring perspective from a from a different I'm, I'm not going to change the name of the podcast to to comedy inspired but or that, that wouldn't work anyway but uh it's still in the same vein but yeah anyway that's a plan for later on what else was i gonna say um been really getting into the old old school comedy i've been really getting into this show called the green room um i didn't i hadn't known about it beforehand but it's really cool um a guy oh shit i can't remember his name i only started watching it properly yesterday what is his name paul 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 provenza the green room of paul provenza talk show and it's pretty cool they sit in a sort of green room situation and chat about comedy and tell stories and it's funny and brilliant and yeah it's just good to watch there are a few older episodes um and newer ones and it's good to see all these the different different types of comedian i love it i'm just upset i'm i'm going into obsess mode nerd mode over comedy and but not spending enough time fine-tuning and writing my own shit so i'm i'm getting on that getting straight on that after this it's good i can't remember last week i think i was on a bit of a downer oh yeah i just had a big conversation about life and death and what's the point in well, that was my view. That wasn't, you know, that was my my original negative view. What's the fucking point in having babies? There's too many people. I've been watching too much Doug Stanhope. But yeah, so I was on a bit of a weird downer last week. Um, but I'm perked up again now. Yay. Manic much. And yeah, I don't really know. What's that? It's 25 minutes. I, I don't, there's not really much more to, to say on, on that front. I'm excited about tomorrow. I'm just excited to get into this play. I've been waiting to hear back on this other job which would be starting this month. And I got a call last week saying, you know, it, it's not a no, and they haven't said no, and they've told everyone else no, if it is a no. 
so we think you still might be in there and then like a week and a half later I'm still like well what the fuck is happening with this so I'm kind of stressing about that but that would be a long old job which would be amazing but also I do want to start gigging and you know and I, I can't do the bloody one of the sporadic dates of the play um happens to land on the second night of my buddy Jimmy's comedy night at Seven Dials which I won't be able to do which I believe is the 21st of May no wait not May April 21st of April yeah because I have a show it's a Friday night yep 21st of April go down to the Seven Dials club on Endel no Earlham Earlham Street opposite the Donmar um, I can't remember the name of the street I think it's Earlham go down there support the guys there it's fucking great Jimmy set up a cracking night the first night was brilliant check out I'll, I'm going to be sharing it on my Facebook wall and stuff I'll talk to Jimmy about that actually as well I'll get him to come and do the podcast if he if he wants to and uh, get down there and, and go and check those guys out Seven Dials comedy night it's free there's loads of good comedy it's a nice venue spacious Lovely. I don't know what I'm talking about now. I've I've gone off track. I've been distracted by something. But yeah, life is good. And again, I feel like I'm in a very privileged position. Kai is smashing it at the moment. She's off filming something now. I don't know what the fuck she's up to. Well, I do know what she's up to, but I don't know how she'd feel about me talking about it. So I won't talk about it much, but she is um she is working, working hard. Um as always, I'm very proud of her. She smashes it up on the regular but do you know what i still i like i have neglected my social life i think i mentioned this last week or the week before i struggle to do more than one thing at a time and i've not been being a, a, a great sort of social mate is that a sacrifice that you have to make if you want to succeed some people talk I've, i think i mean i don't know don't quote me on this i haven't got a quote but i've heard that you know so, well no fuck it i'm not even gonna bother but you know sometimes you when you're not out getting pissed or you know having a nice time with your friends you're getting shit done but what am I talking about I you know I I mean I'm getting shit done because I'm employed at the moment but if I wasn't employed and I wasn't with my friends would I be getting shit done I should be oh Jesus come on motivate yourself be motivated I don't know what I'm blathering on about but yeah so the play starts tomorrow and I'm super excited. And then once this is all done, like I say, I'll get some of those comedian guys in to chat, um, get some other, some acting inspired folks in to come and have a chat and talk to us about their projects. Um, it's really great actually to see. Recently, I've been looking over the sort of the people who I have did speak to at the beginning of doing the podcast uh, when I first started. All that time, oh, it was almost it was like this time a few years ago, two years ago. Have I been doing it for two years? Wow. Yeah, I guess I have. Holy shit. That's cool. Um, but yeah, from from when I started doing it all that time ago, I've been looking at some of the people that I've been chatting to along the way and seeing what they're doing now. And it's great. Everyone is super active. I see the Papa Tango guys popping up all the time. George Turvey, um, Dean Nolan up in Liverpool uh, in the, the sort of uh, the, the rep company, smashing it. Um, Mel from Go People is killing it in many different ways. Yeah. Who else is there? I mean, Robin Lind is obviously smashing it all the time. Robin Stegman, rather. Lind, Stegman, shit. Robin is smashing it. Liam is killing it. Everyone's just killing it. Kai, uh, oh yeah, I wanted to talk about Kai last week. She was doing all these readings at the 
Soho Theatre for these new sitcoms. Not that she did a reading for the Soho Theatre. She did a couple of other readings dotted around the week. It was really interesting, actually. We In the bar afterwards, Kai did an episode of Uncle recently. Um, like, last... A little while ago. I can't remember. I think it came out fairly... Re- we watched it fairly recently, anyway. Um, and the guys who wrote Uncle were there. They were also having a reading of one of uh, one of their new ideas which was fucking awesome by the way and it was really i don't know interesting to talk to these people and the girl that wrote the the sitcom that kai was reading for called uh evelyn mock is a stand-up comedian who's written this this pilot and it's just um it's really inspiring and i want to talk to some of those guys as well actually if i ever get the chance that'd be really cool but they're just fucking normal people which sounded weird then when I said it but like I don't know you think of these people I don't know writing these amazing things and doing shit and you don't you I don't know I don't know what I'm trying to say but then you're in a room with them and you're chatting to them and they're like you know we had this idea and I mean this didn't quite work out and we were working this at this night and on Christmas fucking Eve we were editing this and that and and you're like shit like this is possible you know, I'm having a conversation with this person and they've created this thing that loads of people love and is really cool. This is within reach, like we can be doing this as well. And it's given us a real boost. And uh, yeah, so it's it's inspiring actions within our own life. But I guess it helps being able to be exposed to that kind of thing. Uh, just checking the time there. Yeah, it helps to be exposed to that kind of thing. So these nights where Kai, do, Kai is doing these readings and stuff, and, and, and you know, I'm in a very, f- she and by default, I keep saying that tonight, it's like my new phrase, by default, I, I get to also be uh, in the presence of some of these people because of the success of my girlfriend, which is, you know, fine. I'm not sad about it. Of course I'm not sad about it. I get to chat to some awesome folks without any sort of pressure, which is really nice and... and I don't know. I'm having a blast. I'm proud of everyone. Everyone's really cool. Everyone's really good. Oh god, I'm running. I'm running out. Right, I'm going to edit this up. But life is good. Let's see. So, I'm in let me do a little uh let me uh let y'all know one more time about Hidden if you want to come and see it. Please, please do. It's going to be awesome. We are on tomorrow at the Oxford Playhouse and on Thursday at the Oxford Playhouse. Then we are in Norwich on Wednesday the 12th of April uh, at the Norwich Arts Centre. I don't know if I know anyone in Norwich. I don't think I do. Maybe I do. I don't know. Um, But we're up there for a bit, for a day, for a night. Come and see us Wednesday the 12th of April. Then our next show is not until the 21st. So if you're not going to see Jimmy's stand-up night at the Seven Dials Club in Covent Garden. Come to the Marlow Theatre in Canterbury, 21st and the 22nd of April. 22nd also is Earth Day, according to the iPhone thing, which is a UK holiday, apparently. Didn't know that. And then... And then I've got to do a day of real-world work. Fuck, forgot about that on the 25th. Not that you need to know that. Come and support me at my real-life job on the 25th of April, lifting boxes. After that, we then have Friday and Saturday the 28th and 29th at the Mercury Theatre, which I believe is in Colchester. 
Yes. Um, and then that's it for that play. I hope, I'm hoping, and I think it's possible. This play is good and it's important and it's something that's not talked about. An invisible disability, a love story, ah, all of the above. And I think it should go on to live a bit longer than just these dates this month. These dates this month are great. I'm not, that's that's great. But I do hope this can go on because it's, it's important, it's good, it's fun. And I like doing it, but we'll see about that. Uh, oh, another bit of random news. I just, I mean, I haven't even told my people about this. I, I remember the, the movie I was doing in the summer where I spent three weeks, three a month in Ibiza, chilling and uh, waiting around in the sun and having a fucking wicked time with the occasional day of filming. I've just got an email from those guys and we're I'm doing some more shooting and for that in May, but in London. Um, so that'd be fun. I almost forgot about it. I do remember them saying we'd be coming back to it in March and obviously that finished and I was like, oh, well, maybe it's not happening. But it is. Something's happening, so that might be fun and I get to see all the cool folks who are involved in it before. So that'd be really, really nice uh what okay now i'm just reading emails that's dull um but yeah appreciate i'm having a day of appreciation for the, the all of the talent involved sometimes it's easy to forget all of the other talents involved in creating these stories and putting on these productions Maeve, the producer she's posting left right and center about the show taking photos uh making sure that the play is being heard of and out there, Nicola, the writer, she obviously wrote the play, which is, you know, that'll do. She's given us the whole bloody story, so good job, Nicola. And I hope she she appreciates, I hope she enjoys it when we do it. Um, and, uh, yeah, Max, the sound guy who's been attentively, attentively listening and, and working with us in... Uh, in the theatre with the sound, Zoe, the lighting designer, Lauren, the uh, set designer and costume designer, and Kerry, the uh, stage manager. I think that's everyone. All the people who came to speak to us about stuff. Yeah, that is all. Call it a day. Thank you so much for listening, ladies and gents. Um, I promise you, I will soon get someone else to come and speak so you don't just have these monotonous, monotonous tones. Do you need my monotony? Monotono monot uh yeah i'll get some other people in to uh to distract you from falling asleep that's what my voice does my voice helps you to to relax but then if you have my voice for too long you relax too much and you disappear into a world of your own and then i need the guests to sort of snap in and get your attention while you're feeling relaxed and that's the perfect balance so yeah this has been a great podcast for for people who have trouble falling asleep for the last month or so god but i have been doing one a week which is great so i'm still going to pat myself on the back for that haven't given up on it no matter how stressed or how last week i did not feel like doing this because because i let life and conversations about life annoy me and i was like Ah, and that was usually the point that's why I was sort of miserable last week but proud of myself at the same time because that was the point I recognized as the point where I would normally go fuck it I don't have to do it I'm not gonna do it and I didn't I persevered and look at me now this week everything's good 
just finished watching Louis C.K.'s new 2017 special on Netflix. Check it out. It's fucking awesome. And I'm I'm up and I'm doing my show tomorrow and I've had a relaxing day and I've only got the other 10,000 things on the list I made at lunchtime today for things I need to do. So I'm going to go and do that now. I'm going to pop at pair. Mm. I'm going to edit this now and put it up. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Big love. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, come and see me in hidden the play hashtag hidden the play hashtag hidden the play is it hashtag hidden the play or hashtag the play hidden look at my twitter and shit and you'll see it yeah that's me i'm done have a lovely evening uh, day shit when does this come out tomorrow morning have a lovely wednesday and come and see my show oh and millie i didn't shout out millie when i was shouting out all those people millie is awesome we are the two hands of the two-hander, and she's great, and it's been super fun, and I'm sad that the rehearsal process is now done. That's how it goes. you got to move on. What's next? If anything. Somebody employ me again, please. Uh, goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. I love you. Peace and love. Twas a life gay and easy, whatever may come. Take a trip on the canal if you want to have fun. fun, fun, fun.